I think athletes in politics have always had such a weird just position for time now, honestly, you know, from the silliness of like giving absolute importance to, you know, how well someone can throw a football or kick a soccer uh, ball down the field from that weird just position to the just position of the, uh, these like cultural phenoms now are the people who are literally our political leaders. When you really think about it through history, they've always had a voice. They've always used their platform to really make some poignant, if that's a word. Uh, political statements and now the nba is in this interesting position where they are like one of the main vehicles just for uh cultural change you know you know it used to be in the past we had you know the black power fist i think it was nazi germany where uh you know some black brothers won gold and they put that power fist up and of course when they went back home they got their medals stripped but they were solidified through time or we have Muhammad Ali being literally thrown um, in jail during his prime time boxing years because he did not want to fight in Vietnam, I believe, is because the country, why would he fight for a country that hates him, basically was his philosophy. And now we see NBA basically leading the fight uh, against police brutality. They're one of the most vocal organizations, and they're really starting to evolve from just simply you know like a normal organization that makes money to at this one like what's a what's a pac stand for like political action community or political action organization like they're really um you know getting very vocal and starting to not only use their voices but use their resources and power to make some political changes so of course with jacob blake's great like just insane video that came out where he was basically shot seven times in the back as he was walking away from police. Just absolute insanity that this police officer would do that in front of the guy's literal children. Um, uh, yeah, just just insane, right? Um, the NBA had a boycott where a couple of games they did not play. The team did not show up. And... Because of this, um, now the whole season's in question whether the NBA players are going to play or not. Um, and a lot of the discussion I've seen around the internet is why are these NBA players boycotting? Like, like what does this accomplish? Wouldn't it be nice if I could just boycott my job and not show up? Um, this is kind of not the right response. And you know, reading a lot of comments, I've kind of, you know, really started to, you know, starting to resonate and sympathize with some people's um, perspectives. But I think one of the things, um, you know, I got a lot of thoughts on it. I think this boycott is actually a tremendous opportunity. Um, enough flight crew, I hear you. And I know you're listening right now and you're like, you know, what does this have to do with anything? I think one of the cool things about economics and really learning to see um, how companies grow and stuff is that you'll notice that like a lot of big organizations um, or people who amass a bunch of wealth or anyone who wants to become really rich, um, you can't get rich in a vacuum. You know, capitalism does not happen in a vacuum. You can't build wealth in a vacuum. And what I mean by this is certain amounts of wealth basically um, indicate that you're going to have some friction or political friction at some point. And if you'll notice any person that gets rich, 
they get rich and they to get to next levels of rich, especially as millionaires go to billionaires, they really start to get more politically um, involved. It's basically a necessity. You cannot amass amounts of wealth without getting politically involved. So I think as investors, it's very important that we understand kind of the political nature that's going on um, to really not only optimize, you know, our lives, our careers, um, but really just, you know, have an understanding for political framework. Um, trust me, pays dividends when it comes to investing. Anyways, I digress. I think um, this boycott was a genius thing. Honestly, just absolutely genius of a move. And it's because of this, right? As a millionaire, you have a lot of power. As an influential person, you have a lot of power. But you cannot solve trillion-dollar problems with million-dollar bank accounts. It's just not possible. You need people with true power, true leverage to get on your side to help you solve these problems. So in the United States, when we think of the organization that has the most powerful black and wealthy people behind it, the first thing you're always going to come up with is the NBA. It's created probably more black millionaires than anything, honestly, maybe next to just the NFL. And the NBA is in this unique position because you have all these prominent black figures. Um, however, all the teams have, you know, white NBA owners. Um, of course, you know, having all these white billionaire owners, they're in the NBA to make a profit. They're in NBA for the name association of like, you know, having you know, owning an NBA team is very prestigious things. Not only you're just this billionaire, now you're this billionaire that owns an NBA team. It really goes a long way in their friend circles, right? What NBA players are saying with the boycott now, though, is like profiting off of, you know, um, you know, these excellent black basketball players and making all this money is great and nothing's wrong with it. However, now the NBA players are demanding that not only are you like paying salaries, but like, let's actually have action plans that help us um, solve political issues that are affecting our communities because the black players, cool, they're doing it separately and they're doing small things, but now they need huge systemic changes to actually help these greater problems that are just happening. You know, one of the things that really happens with, you know, these Jacob Blake's shootings, and of course, George Floyd shootings is, during recessions or during times where there's going to be more police interactions with people, hence think about like stop and frisk of you know New York in the 90s and 2000s, or you think about now where all of a sudden police are given more power as they're you know trying to get people to stop protesting, or cities have curfews during Corona. Um, police are given more power and they're giving more police interactions with these low community, low income communities. And what it's causing is this uptick in police violence where now all of a sudden it's more likely that police are going to end up shooting and killing people because they're upping the amount of interactions they're having with just the community and the community that does not look like the police uh, forces that are community um, that they're in quotation marks protecting. And of course, in a vacuum, you know, most black people, there's a lot of black people who don't live in these disenfranchised communities that are terrorized police. But in the areas where these are, there's communities that this is happening and the policing is getting out of control, something needs to be done about it. And it can only happen if like all of America really gets upraged and in uproar about these situations.
So by the NBA players having a boycott, of course, you know, it's causing some billions of dollars of, you know, disruptions. It has implications of that, you know, in the future. Um, But I think a lot of good things are happening out of it. Like the players had a meeting, they're having demands, and there's some crazy great things that are coming out of this just one boycott that they're doing. Um, I'll read part of an article, but just a couple of things that is happening is um, LeBron James, you know, starting to create a million dollar fund to help uh, give money to people. Uh, people so they can do um, they can become polling workers in a lot of these black communities you know more people making money from being a polling worker means more spread of that information in the community which means more general awareness of where the polls are Uh, great genius thing Uh, another thing is that they want tv ad spots during the nba playoff games uh, that basically um, advocate for civic engagement that's another great thing. Of course, there's NBA players, you know, calling governors and or NBA employees as well, just calling governors and getting them to basically, um, you know, hear their demands, hear their talks about police reform, which is another great thing. And I think one of the biggest things that could actually come out of this, and this is my hypothetical, is... Literally, we always hear about super PACs and we always hear about lobbying um, when it comes to, you know, politics, whether that's right wing lobbying or left wing lobbying or these corporate lobbyists or these lobbyists for, you know, medical companies. Um, But I think what's going to happen and what's going to come out of this, which I'm hoping for, is NBA teams obviously are tied to these billionaires, how dope would it be if these billionaires or the NBA starts up with its own NBA lobbying group where NBA players could go around and basically lobby for things that they're interested in impacting the community? Now, whether that's, you know, right now, the thing of police brutality or it changes to things such as like income inequality, um, I think having you know a black led political action committee or one of these super PACs where it's really tackling these black issues that are plaguing the black community in the states i think this is going to pay dividends and no longer you're going to basically uh depend on the you know remarkable individual to just you know, be so selfless and, you know, after basketball games to come home and help his community and do all these things for Thanksgiving. But you'll also, you'll eventually start having, since these people are lobbying Congress and, you know, lobbying these politicians, you're going to have systemic changes coming out of an organization that makes billions of dollars like the NBA. And of course, you can see that the NFL will probably join a political action committee like this. Um so I'm all for the boycott. Um, in general, I don't think they should boycott the whole playoffs. I think that's crazy. I think you lose a lot of leverage when, you know, you're not playing any games at all. But by taking times here and there to boycott and focus on political issues, I think, you know, this gives a lot of the NBA players who aren't LeBron James, who don't normally get FaceTime. I think it gives a lot of them a lot of leverage to do that. And of course, playing the playoffs gives maximum eyeballs on these NBA players as well, which helps them um, to actually enact the changes that they're seeking for. 
Um, with a lot of these things, like obviously there's things that can be doing at the national level, at the state level, but a lot of them are local, which makes it hard. So you really need these like political action committees that can really um, help <clears throat> make changes also at the local level as well. And I think with NBA players, especially as there's 30 teams, um, you can really start to pinpoint and help um you know situations at the local level because when you think about it the mayor does put the head of police chief in so a lot of those changes have to be at the local level that's one of the local politics main jobs is policing so that's one of the things that really has to be changed at the local level but as always the best most brightest investors are the uneducated ones why is that that's because the uneducated investor they never stop learning let me know what you think about NBA boycott. Do you think they are basically crazy for doing this? Do you think it's insane what they're doing? Or are you for the boycott? Let me know. I'm at Fly Stewie on Twitter. That's Fly Stewie on Twitter. And we, Flight Crew, have to take off.